Welcome to The Golfing Mind. I'm your host, Robin Seeger, in the podcast which looks at golf in general and the mental game of golf in particular. I've long been fascinated by the impact that our thinking and our attitudes can have in our ability to perform um, mechanically. Uh, this is across all sectors of business, life, sport, but for me in particular, my greatest area of study seem to be golf. There is something about golf which can tax our minds and uh, our minds can be our best partner or our most severe critic and saboteur. So today I wanted to look at this uh, notion of attitude and specifically positivity or having a positive attitude. Now I've always been of the opinion that uh, from the research at least a positive attitude leads to um, Positive thinking leads to positive beliefs, leads to positive behaviours, leads to positive actions and beliefs, leads to positive outcomes. Doesn't happen all the time. Obviously, you can be the most positive person in the world and three putt for six greens when each putt was a birdie putt. That happens. That's life. But the uh, research seems to indicate uh, having a positive frame of mind is certainly going to give you the best starting position to perform well and it's an attitude it's a state of mind you adopt it's not a skill you learn i'm not going to suggest you read books on attitude or go and attend an attitude awareness but if you think about it the skills in life we need um, are frequently attitudes they're not technical skills you know kindness compassion empathy determination motivation uh, positivity uh, gentleness you know, these are all just states of mind we adopt. And so many people don't because they say, well, I can't do that. It's just too difficult. And golfers tell me, well, how can you be positive when you're hitting bad shots? Well, you can. You know, over the over the past 15 years, I've delivered workshops and masterclasses to a wide variety of audiences around the world. During them, I've asked the participants to make a list of the qualities and skills they believe they require for success. And after a few minutes, I make a list of the first 10 answers the audience gives me. Without exception, 80% of the skills the audience feed back to me that they believe are necessary to be successful in life are, you got it, attitude-based skills. The attributes that come up time and time again are determination, motivation, commitment, empathy, desire, perseverance. These are skills we adopt. They can't be taught. They're a state of mind. The remaining 20% that they identify are indeed technical skills. If you've never played golf in your life, being the most positive person in the world is not going to help you if you don't know the technical aspect of the swing. So there are parts of life in golf you have to learn, develop muscle memory and be formally taught or formally learn them. If we take the top 50 golfers in the world right now, Technically, there is a little to separate their ability to execute wonderful golf shots. However, I believe there's a great deal of difference in the way they prepare mentally and perform under pressure when in the thick of competition. If we want to summarize these attributes of mental toughness, perception and emotional management, we can use the umbrella term of attitude. Our attitude impacts on the way that we think not the other way around. The sequence is simple. 
Our attitude impacts on the way that we think. The way that we think impacts on the way we behave. The way we behave impacts on the way we perform and the way we perform impacts on the results we produce. It's pretty straightforward. When we have a negative attitude, we will have a negative thought process and interpret what we see and experience in that context. It is a small step from thinking negatively to behaving negatively. We've all encountered people who show this to be true in business and life and sadly on the golf course too. When something goes wrong, such people act as though they are the victims of a huge injustice. They blame circumstances or simply bad luck for their misfortune. In an unintentionally dramatic manner, they might swear or punish the club by bashing it into the ground or throwing it casually towards their golf bag. They give little thought to the impact of their actions on their playing companions. Looking at our sequence, such players have started the cascade of thinking and behaving negatively. So chances are they will now perform negatively, which will only further annoy them and feed into the negative thought process. So here's my question. What type of thinker on the course are you? I imagine the majority of you will automatically say, I'm positive. But are you really? We tend naturally to overlook our own faults. People placing adverts in the personal columns or online dating sites routinely describe themselves as attractive, interesting, funny. Humorless individuals will tell you with no sense of irony that they've got a very good sense of humor. As golfers, we are, are we honest about our faults? The person we should ask is our regular playing partner. There's a great deal of value in asking a good friend for honest feedback about the attitude you bring to the course. To put it another way, do your playing partners brighten up when you arrive in the first tee or when you leave the 18th green? If friends are honest and say you're not on the positive side of neutral, then take it on board and make a conscious effort to think and act more positively. This may sound overly simple, but remember that golf is very heavily influenced by our mental state. So a positive attitude is critical. No matter how brilliantly we swing the club, no matter how perfectly we strike the ball in the course of a round, we will sometimes have bad outcomes to good strokes. That's life. But golf, like life, is not about what happens to us. It's about how we respond. I'm not suggesting that having a positive attitude will turn you into a major winner overnight, but I would be surprised if it didn't improve the quality of your golf, your enjoyment of the game, and your mental management on the course. When I was in my late 20s, I was diagnosed with cancer and was in hospital on and off for a few months. A few months after my treatment had finished, I was invited on a television show to talk about my experience. Interview him, the interviewer, who I'd never met before, sitting down in the studio, began his introduction by saying, I'm delighted to introduce a man who beat cancer through the power of his mind. This attention-grabbing statement annoyed me intensely for a number of reasons, mainly because it was something I have never claimed or even said. After the introduction, the first thing I said was, I need to straighten out an error in your introduction. My cancer was cured by the excellent treatment and support I received from the doctors and staff at the Royal Marsden Hospital. 
The interviewer looked very perplexed because obviously the researcher who had briefed him had given him the wrong information, just lazy research. I then explained that whilst in the hospital, I'd met a number of patients with very positive attitudes who sadly had not survived and one or two other rather gloomy patients who always seemed to think they were going to die yet who had recovered. What I stressed, however, was those with the positive attitudes had such had a much better journey through the treatment and interaction with other patients and staff, while those with a negative disposition always discussed a gloomy outcome. I had chosen a positive attitude through my treatment. This is not to suggest I was happy all the time, but I did choose to look for the positive each day and in every circumstance and situation I found myself in. When I had treatments that were uncomfortable and painful, I reminded myself it was better than no treatment. When I thought about the fact I was in my late 20s with cancer, I told myself I was lucky I was young and fit to undergo the treatment that was to follow. I think seeing the positive helped me deal with the situation I faced and my experiences helped me realise that most of the stuff in our lives that we sometimes treat as life and death is in fact just stuff. Golf that we play is just stuff. A six foot putt to win the Open Championship is not life and death. It's a six foot putt. Obviously, it will change the life of the person who sinks it. It is career defining. It is a moment and to miss that six foot putt will be painful and upsetting to be remembered often and painfully going forward. Nevertheless, how we interpret and handle such experiences will be the measure of how we grow and mature as players. Be it a six foot putt for the open or the same putt for the best round of our life, whether we make it or miss it, life will go on. Our ability to treat both those outcomes the same is the stuff of which true champions are made. And I think sometimes we need to just get it into perspective. You know, life and death is life and death and everything else is just stuff. And I know sometimes in the golf course, our, our desire to win, our need to do well can feel, can feel like life and death and the pains of defeat and the agonies that we suffer when we hook a tee shot at the 18th to lose a match. It's awful, isn't it? But it's just stuff. And if you put it in perspective, remember, you're above ground, you have good health, and you're playing golf. So that's a lot to be grateful for. But please, try and choose a positive attitude. I know it sounds a little bit Disney-esque, doesn't it? Oh, just be smiley and happy, and life will be good. But the reality is, if you are smiley and happy, and are a good person to be on the course with, people will want to play with you. You'll never be short of company, you'll never be short of companionship, and you'll never be short of a game with people who like you, which I think is a pretty good thing. Anyway, that's it from me this week. If you are serious about improving the mental side of your game, please go to seegergolf.com. There's a link on the podcast and um, you can sign up for the 13-week um, program. It's a fantastic program. Obviously, I would say that because I wrote it, but sincerely, people who have done the course, professionals and amateurs have said it's made a, a big difference and people have lost five, six shots off their handicap, and some of these were single-figure players to begin with. I really do believe if you can control and master your mind, you're going to give yourself the best opportunity to play your best golf. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, until we speak again, enjoy your golf, play well, 
Smile every chance you get. Be the most positive person in the room going forward. People will love you for it. Unless, of course, you're Homer Simpson, and then he'll find a reason to be annoyed. But in the absence of Homer Simpson, have a wonderful, wonderful, positive week. Thank you.